Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. Hey y'all, Drew Walsh here. I am excited and ready to jump into Matthew 19 with you. And hopefully you've already read this chapter. If you haven't, I want you to crack open your copy of God's Word as we get started. But like I said, hopefully you have read it and you have a grasp of the context and the characters. And you know, at first glance, this chapter seems to be comprised of several different unrelated stories. But, uh, you know, as we will see, these stories are actually all similarly revealing. And how is that? I mean, what do a crowd in Galilee, a group of Pharisees, a bunch of children, a rich young man, and a group of disciples have in common? Well, I believe that what the author is trying to show us through all of these stories is underlying motivations. You know, but before we look at their motivations, I want to pose a question, something for you to consider. What do you follow Christ for? What are your motivations? You know, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, I'm making the assumption that you probably are already following Christ in one way or another. And even if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian just yet, you may be listening to this or studying out of curiosity and the desire to learn more. But everyone, whether you're a seasoned follower or you're on the ground floor of curiosity, everyone has motivations. So if we come back to our story real quick, we see five people or people groups, as I previously mentioned. We see those in Galilee, the Pharisees, children, a rich young man, and disciples. And we also see five different motivations for why they came to Jesus. The crowds in Galilee, they followed him for healing and to see miracles. The Pharisees, they followed him to debate with him and catch him in a trap the third group were the children, and they were brought to him, we assume by parents, that he might impart on them some kind of blessing, that he would pray over them. And finally, we see a fourth group, uh, or really a person, the rich young man who came to Jesus, and it seems like he was looking for confirmation. He was looking for affirmation, maybe even. And then we got the fifth group, the disciples, And they were there for different reasons. They followed Jesus because their motivations, as Jesus revealed, those motivations would yield different results. And when we compare and contrast the disciples with the four other groups, we see that the proper attitude of a Christ follower is not concerned about what can be gained, but rather what can be given to the God who is worthy. That's the motivation Christ applauded at the end of this chapter. Incorrect attitudes, selfish motivations, the result of those is the reward itself. Conversely, when our attitudes and motivations are correct and pure, the result is an eternal prize. I think it's important to note that that not all of the intentions of the people in this chapter were horrible or anything like that. I mean, you you look at it, it's some people desire blessings, healings, spiritual affirmation. I mean, who of us listening doesn't want those things? Each of us, no doubt, we have a laundry list of needs that we would love for Christ to meet. And yet, when we, in obedience and humility, aim to give all to the cause and glory of God rather than receive 
for our own benefit, the Father imparts to us the greatest inheritance of all, an eternal blessing that awaits us in heaven, not an immediate and fleeting reward to be enjoyed temporarily here on earth. So again, I go back to that original question I posed for you. What do you follow Christ for? What are your motivations? Do you come to church or crack open your Bible for a blessing, for an experience, to feel a movement of God, to receive a word of encouragement from Him? You guys, those, those aren't bad things. In fact, they're good. I want those things too. But the best motivation, the best attitude aims for the benefit of Christ. The best motivation says, I've come to serve in his name, to give in his name, to worship in his name. I've come not to receive, but to sacrifice. You know, beautifully, when that's our attitude, when we seek his kingdom and his righteousness, all those things are gonna be added to us as well. So friends, as you listen today, I pray that our aim will not be for what is good and temporal, but for what is best and eternal. I pray that you'll be blessed this week as you chase after the heart and desires of God. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.